spasms. Listening to CITR Radio FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? Skate or die. Who are you? It's Crooked Walker. Roger Allen. Hi. Roger, welcome <laughs> back to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Thank you. What are we doing today? Skate Rock 5, you said. It's interesting. The Skate Rock legacy. Please explain. <laughs> well, this is Skate Rock 5, but it's funny because a lot of it's a controversial thing because a lot of people say that there is no such thing as Skate Rock. But... Nevertheless, here we are doing Skate Rock 5. We've been bringing it to the people. We've done 1, 2, 3, and 4 was pretty exciting because we were at an actual skate skate park. park. Could you explain that, please, Roger? Yeah, the fourth one we did it live from the UBC Skate Park. It was part of a Skull Skates uh, UBC um, collaborative 
outdoor get-together of uh, skaters and local citizens, and it was really, uh, it was fun, yeah. So we were really doing skate rock. So there was yeah. really skate there rock skate, existing. Today was... we are not at a skate park, but we're at the brand new CITR Studios. You've brought a brand new studios with yeah. you, Roger. What do you think? Um, I think that there's uh, two pop machines in this building that I put money in, and I didn't get any pop or my money back. Uh, baboom, and it's special pop too for the people. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, this new this new place is overwhelming. It's incredible. It's so uh, big and and uh, new. Now, what have you learned about skate rock, Roger? As we're about to get into skate rock here, we've done one, two, three, four, now five. What have you learned about skate rock? I sent you that link about some West Van skate rock, that West Van skate rock bowl that PD skated. What have you learned about skate rock? Like, what you know, people have learned one, two, three, four. What is five going to do? And what have you learned? Uh, what I've learned really over the course of the past uh, few years, because we've been doing this for literally years, is uh, there really is no. <laughs> well, you get really you get passionate people that say really that there's no skate rock. Uh, true skate rock is just music skaters adopted in the '80s, like bands like Devo and Joe Jackson, you know, in rock and roll. And then punk happened, and the subgenres splitting punk into subgenres like skate rock kind of killed punk. So, um, well, that's the show, I guess. So. Uh, Bring it on, Skate Rock 5. And I alluded to it, but just quickly, the video I sent you here in Vancouver, in West Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, that was one of the first skate parks in Canada? Was it like one of the first skate parks in Canada? No way, was it? Well, the oldest skate park in Canada is still there, the North Van Bulls. But before that, there actually was another skate park that had uh, two sort of dueling snake runs that led down into one bowl. And the designers quickly realized that uh, two skateboarders entering a bowl at once wasn't a good idea. And there was a bunch of noise complaints in the area, and they basically filled the park in. And it's been a bit of a mythical thing. Like, we've discussed it in Skate Rock uh, 4 um, as well. Uh, but recently, um, it was sort of unearthed a little bit. And there was some construction around West Fen Secondary yeah. School, right across the street where Sarah McLaughlin lives, interestingly oh, yeah, enough. I, didn't know that. I don't want to give that away. <laughs> there is this amazing skate bowl that yeah. is underneath like some area of West Fen Secondary, and I guess they're doing some renovations there around these like portables, and some of it was unearthed. Yeah, and then PD found out about this from PD's Hot Shop, Skull yeah. Skates, and he ended up skating it. Yeah, he ended up skating it, which is actually pretty cool because he probably skated the original bowl. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like part of like a sculpture or something, but, but that, that's really amazing. And also just recently sections of Del Mar, the, probably the most famous skate park of all time, were unearthed. And Tony Hawk ha- uh, was there getting photos skating, and Tony Hawk was famous for skating there in the uh, mid-'80s. And there is that movie, too, because there's yeah, a the great movie. Yeah, yeah, it was unearthed. A guy's yeah. working on trying to bring back the bull in West Van. And I think if you Google it, it's on YouTube. Yeah. There's like a movie about the actual skate park. You checked that out. That was kind of neat, yeah, wasn't the, it? Yeah, there's a, there's a movie that shows tons. I, 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 the, the skate park name, I can't think of it at the moment. But uh, if, maybe if you Google West Van Skateboard Park, You'll find it, but there's like this kind of psychedelic video with guys and girls skating in this uh, park that's been buried for decades in Vancouver. Welcome to Skate Rock 5 with guest host, Kirby Walker, Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we hear off the top? From the start, we heard... 
the skateboard song by Norma Tracy and the Cinderella Kids. Norma was only nine years old when she sang this song in 1965. And if you look for that video, you'll see Wendy Bull skateboarding in the video. And Wendy was the only female member of the original Makaha skateboard gang from LA, and she was also an original Hobie skate and surf team member. Makaha was the first company to release a professionally endorsed skateboard in 1963, and Wendy was also inducted into the Skateboard Hall of Fame in 2013. And you can check it out on YouTube. It's by Pecola Papa. Pecola Papa. And it's an amazing vid because it has the skater Wendy Bearer Bull in it. Yeah, that that description was a bit strange because it said on the microphone who you just said, but then it also said it was sung by uh, Norma Tracy. So I'm not really totally clear who sang that. And after that, we heard Kill the Hippies by the Deadbeats. And this song has been used in quite a few videos like Suplex. But for one of the most influential skateboarders of all time, who cares the Dwayne Peters story, it was in that video as well. And Dwayne is still skating and slamming super hard. I saw footage of him recently where he wiped out and slid on the top of his head. But... Uh, when Dwayne was really young, he was a performer for uh, Skateboard Mania, and it was sort of an ice capades-type show. And part of this show had Dwayne doing a full loop in a clear plexiglass pipe. And apparently he actually did do it. And uh, on another attempt, he broke his collarbone, and the stunt was axed from the show because it seemed too dangerous. But uh, that was well before anybody else had ever attempted that. And there were no camcorders documenting that? No, no uh, GoPros. Speaking of investigations and things that are documented, you went all out and contacted Ian Mackay, Roger, for this particular did, show, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> I well, I kind of did, yeah. Well, I did, but I his um uh well, basically he said he had never heard of skate rock. <laughs> he had never heard of skate rock and uh he um he told me that uh Basically, he told me that members of JFA challenged Minor Threat to a skate off because he wanted to. Um, JFA wanted to prove that they were the real skate punk band, but um, they never considered themselves skate punk Minor Threat and uh, didn't care enough about the situation to even respond to the challenge. So they are welcome to the crown. So says Ian Mackay. So here's some more skate rock for yes. Ian Mackay. What do we got coming up right now? Some no fraud. This is no fraud with suicidal maniac on skate rock volume five with Roger Allen. You're gonna kill yourself on that skateboard. Besides that, you're driving like a damn fool.
Still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest host Crooked Allen. Roger Allen doing skate rock five. And Roger, please tell us what we just heard there on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. From the beginning, we heard Suicidal Maniac by No Fraud. And No Fraud was Suicidal Maniac. That was from 1986. And they're from Venice, Florida, and sound kind of like Suicidal Tendencies, who are from Venice Beach. And Suicidal Tendencies came out with a song in 1987 called Suicidal Maniac. So that's a bit weird. Interesting tidbit brought to you by Roger (laughs) Allen, Skate Rock 5. The next we heard Slow Death by Political Crap. And that was uh, the first band Dwayne Peters was in. And we mentioned earlier Dwayne Peters. And Dwayne has said style and aggression are the most important characteristics a person can have. And if you've ever seen any of the early pictures of Dwayne, you'd know from his uh, going down hills, bombing hills, arm out in front of the face... You'll know why he would say that. 
And then finally, we heard Accidents by Naked Lady Wrestlers. And if you subscribed to Thrasher Magazine in 1984, you would have received a free copy of the Naked Lady Wrestlers Flexi 7-inch Accidents. There were only 2,000 made, and they also appeared on the Thrasher Skate Rock 5. Do you have the Skate Rock Flexi at all, Roger? I do, actually. I have it at home. I bought it on eBay. And, um, How much? I bought it, well, it's... It's the shipping that really costs a lot now. But, yeah, I bought it for, I don't know what it was, 15 bucks. But the shipping is probably 15 bucks as well. And uh, interesting, I deleted it from what I've written here. But the company that – there was a company that had a patent on making those records, the the Flexi records that just went out of business recently. Evatone Soundsheets, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, they, uh, they went out of business recently, and they basically made all of the Flexi records. So what happened to all the original, like uh, – the tapes, right, that they would have used to make those records. Yeah, and they did tapes for Moon Landing and stuff, because remember, there's a National Geographic magazine yeah. that has a flexi-disc in it. Do you remember that issue of Thrasher having the flexi-disc in it? I do, for sure, yeah. 19, uh, yeah, 1984. But you didn't keep it? You just lost it? Like, do you actually remember listening to it then? Uh, then, yes. I would have listened to it a few times, but... When I was a kid, there was a one record player in the middle of the living room, and my parents didn't, you know, they didn't like it. We heard Dwayne Peters' band, and that was Slow Death. Uh, Dwayne Peters, we heard, yes. Yeah, uh, the band was called the band was called Political Crap, and the song was Slow Death. Yes. Dwayne Peters, does he have a Skull Skates board? Dwayne Peters did have a Skull Skates board, yeah, in the eighties, and uh, he's he's a he's a, a a warrior. He's, I mean, he he was sort of the uh, uh, Tony Hawk's sort of, you know, Tony Hawk was this clean cut good guy and Dwayne Peters was this you know he he, um, he thought of style and aggression being superior to technical type tricks and they were kind of like the two dudes who would you know be battling it out yin and yang I guess you could say what do we have coming up right now? Actually, before we get to that, Roger, you've brought in a few tidbits. This is the amazing thing when Roger does Skate Rock 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Although Skate Rock doesn't exist to some people, you're mentioning <laughs> yeah. you seem to produce a lot of documentation about Skate Rock, don't you? Every time you come into an Nardwar Human Soviet radio show, there's amazing documentation and records you've brought in. Right. We don't have a webcam happening right now, but what are you looking at right there? You've got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, right in front of me here, yeah, there's this book called The Art of Punk, and it's, it's got this huge handbill here for, um, for basically, well, it describes a skate rock show, and it has uh, JFA, Bad Brains, um, Bad Religion, and uh, The Lewd, and uh, that was at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in, uh, I believe, L.A., and yeah, I mean, it's just like a cool, I mean, there are a lot of bands that, that describe themselves as skate rock and JFA, I mean, I met Tim Kerr once at uh, Antisocial Skateboards in Vancouver, and he told me about how JFA challenged the big boys too once to uh, skate off at a ditch to sort of proclaim who was the uh, who were the band that uh, really skated. The Art of Punk, an interesting book. It is, yeah. And right underneath it, you have a seven inch that looks skateish, so that's why you got it, right? Well, you know, I've described in other uh, shows how surf music basically influenced, you know, everybody knows uh, skating came from surfing, and then surf music began to influence uh, skate music, and it evolved. And I've got here this uh, Coca, Coca-Cola Records with Ron Tisch, and the song is called Just Hang Loose. And he looks, it's just a photo of him looking very happy on the front, and, uh, and it's got an a, a awesome uh, illustration on the back of a kid who, who looks very happy as well. 
You know what's weird is I think I actually have that 7-inch, but not the picture sleeve version. Incredible. Where did you get that? I bought this at a garage sale. Yeah, it's on New Horizon Records Hawaii, and I don't think I've ever seen a record from a record company in Hawaii before. There are quite a few, actually. They market them to, to tourists and stuff like oh, yeah, that yeah. so that they buy and bring it back, you know, Don Ho and all that sort right. of stuff. I have the actual 45, but I don't have the picture sleeve. Again, an amazing little tidbit brought into the Nardwarta Human Soviet Radio Show by Roger Allen as part of Skate Rock 5. And coming up, we have some gray matter. I was curious, gray matter, is this something that I sent you? Remember I sent you some Grey Matter demos? What was that from? From Scott Crawford's movie, Salad Days. Oh, yeah, and yeah. What did you think of the movie Salad Days? And I sent you some yeah. rare... I didn't think they were rare, but they turned out to be very rare to you. What yeah. did we hear? Yeah, that was funny because you sent... You... No, I, I I heard in the trailer to the movie a Void song, I believe. Or no, maybe you sent it to me. Just You just passed it along, and I was like, that isn't the... That's different. There's something about that that's different. I, I have the Void demos. I have, obviously, the Void uh, Faith split. I have uh, the Void 7-inch. Uh, but I'm like, that. something about that Void uh, track is different. And sure enough, it, it was an alternate take. And I have the Discord um, box set that has some Void stuff on it. And, the, and that particular MP3 track was different. And you sent that to me, and you sent me some other songs. And, yeah, the Salad Days uh, documentary was, you know, yet again... Um, it was interesting, right? It's interesting to see um, people denying to a certain extent that there was ever a, a, a the music doesn't live on and to certain regard, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here, but uh, it was interesting to see. And uh, Ian MacKay is constantly kind of denying his past in certain ways. And uh, he's an influential guy and he should just accept that people, you know, like his music. And coming up right now, some gray matter, not void. Some, some gray matter. Some gray matter, yeah. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, Skate Rock 5. Yeah. 
And you're listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Skate Rock Volume 5, as curated by... Roger Allen. Crooked Walker. And Roger, what did we hear in that last little set there on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Skate Rock 5? From the top, we heard Grey Matter, and they were a band from Washington, D.C. that had former members of Iron Cross and Ignition... And uh, if you've seen the flip video, John Lydon introduced Ali Boulay, who uh, skated to that song. And uh, I don't know if you don't know Ali Boulay, Boulay, maybe uh, Google him. He's kind of notorious. And uh, not too far from Washington is Connecticut. And um, the band Violent Children were from uh, there, featuring Ray Capo on drums. And uh, his path was shown pretty early in that song, as they had a song called Skate Straight. And, uh, you know, Ray is famous for Youth of Today and Shelter. And then we heard Right Time by the Crowd. And the crowd are from Huntington Beach, California. And that was like 1980, basically ground zero for the explosion of skating in the 80s. And uh, I read in Slash Zine that the adolescents played at a wedding of Gerber and Tar at Marina Del Rey Skate Park. And people were skating around the wedding. And uh, at that wedding, the circle jerks, the adolescents, China White, Social Distortion, and the crowd played. Um, and in Huntington Beach is also currently home to Ed Templeton, a skateboarder whose uh, art career is kind of eclipsing his skating. And if you check out Ed's Instagram, you'll see daily images of Huntington Beach. And that was on Posh Boy, the Posh Boy record label, which is totally cool. Yeah, Posh Boy, you don't, there's not that many uh, punk, punk, you don't see a lot of punk on Posh. Uh, the adolescents were on Posh Boy, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? And after that, we heard uh, the Hard-Ons were all set to go. And uh, the Hard-Ons were promoted in the Australian skateboard scene and had a very lengthy interview in Thrasher Magazine in 1988. And, uh, well, I should say that I keep saying it, but skate rock is sort of a controversial thing. I've said it earlier, but Jeff Grosso just yesterday told me that the term skate rock doesn't really exist. Uh, there was a, a punk scene and then all the subgenres destroyed it. Ian Mackay told me that he's never even heard of skate rock. The website Skate and Annoy wrote that I play music that skaters listen to, but it's not skate rock. And uh, I think all those things are probably true. But, uh, well, I don't know. Here we are. We're still doing it. So, What's interesting about the hard-ons, <laughs> and you provided this interesting little tidbit here from, this is from an Australian skating magazine? Yeah. That's cool. You brought that in there. Is that I saw that, quote, during their first 12 years, the group issued 12 consecutive number one hits on the Australian alternative charts. So they were (laughs) doing this stuff for the punks, but they were also 12 consecutive number one hits on the alternative charts. Really? Yeah, the hard-ons. I didn't know that. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, their main influence, they say here, is ACDC and the Sex Pistols. So I guess... They were going for a large uh, audience, and maybe there weren't that many bands, Midnight Oil, perhaps, at that same time that they were competing against. And thank you for digging up this neat little... Where did you find this, this little clipping of the hard-ons? Where did you find this, Roger? That I found... uh, Well, I actually photocopied it from a magazine. I think I actually photocopied this from the magazine called Rad, which I've had since, who knows, 1984, I believe. It's great you were able to locate that in the magazine. I guess you've got memorized everything that's in the entire magazine, now, Roger. <laughs> I also put you and thank you. I've put you on a few little trips that have wasted your time, like the Slash <laughs> Magazine trip. What can you say about that? Remember Slash yeah. Magazine? What did I set you on? Well, that was really, I mean, that you know, it wasn't, well, it, it took a long time, I suppose. But, yes, yeah, so that was really cool, Slash Magazine, a notorious uh, zine from uh, 
uh, the 80s, which actually I think um, if you've seen just recently Wet Hot American Summer, the TV series came out, and one of the characters in the, the episodes is from sort of an alternative uh, 80s uh, zine, which I believe is probably aping uh, slash, slash zine. Um, that just came out like last week. But um, I, the, all their issues have become recently available online, and I went through all of them looking for something to do with Vancouver, and I finally found a scene report uh, basically on, Van- on Vancouver, yeah, in Slash Magazine, which um, was a, you know, a very important uh, magazine on music. And it was sort of pro- like pre... Um, it, it came around like right when the idea of punk came out. I mean, all the early issues were New York Dolls and um, uh, like the Screamers and that kind of thing. But there is an issue on Vancouver. And the very first thing it says in the scene report in Vancouver is, Punk rock in Vancouver is dead. Phil Smith. 1982 was that? Uh, this yeah, 19 or maybe 1980. It was pretty early. Yeah, it was early. Uh, it's either 80 or 82. Yeah, when did the Udrix release? Around around 80. Okay, so when it would have been 1980. Yep. And here we are on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, celebrating the continued life of surf rock, the continued (laughs) life of skate rock, skate rock, surf rock, skate rock. Why can't there be number five? Number five, number skate five. rock number five. And what do we have coming up right now on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Roger Allen? I was going to say, if you haven't already, check out, because I've mentioned him a few times, Jeff Grosso's Love Letters to Skateboarding because it's an excellent show and uh, he has an episode coming up called Skate Rock. Uh, right now, up next, we've got Skate Thrash Grind by Boom and the Legion of Doom. And to end the program this week, the curious Boom and the Legion of Doom who come from a small town in uh, Michigan somewhere, and this is called Skate Thrash Grind. inspiring in its loveliness. That's Boom and the Legion of Doom from Muskegon, Michigan, ending this week's programme, this week's edition of John Peel's Music from BFBS with Skate Thrash Grind. Join me at the same time next week. Until then...
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Roger Allen doing the history of skate rock volume five, five episodes in on a Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Roger. And Roger, what do you do aside from assembling skate rock volume one, two, three, four, five? What do you do if people are wondering? What do I do? I'm uh, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of things. I'm a illustrator, a photographer, a graphic designer. I do a lot of things. Crookedwalker.com. Actually, quickerwalker.com, I've I've taken down. Now it's uh, rager1.com, if, if you weren't confused enough. So crookedwalker.com is gone, and now it's rager1.com. What did we just hear in that last little skating chunk? From the top, we heard Skate Thrash Grind by Boom and the Legion of Doom, and that was an unusual John Peel recording. And uh, that band is from Michigan, and... Uh, 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 
get that. Uh, and that particular um, seven inch has some uh, Pusshead inspired art of uh, skeleton skating. And speaking of Pusshead, I have this issue of Guitar Magazine where they poorly rate. Uh, the Pusshead Illustrated King Horse album. And in that same issue, they uh, review The Accused, which is, I think, a bit unusual because on the cover is a tribute to Stevie Ray Vaughan. So um, a fairly uh, eclectic um, reviewing system they have there. Bef- right after that, they interview and uh, review Rat. So, yeah, apparently King Horse was terrible and uh, The Accused was really good. That's awesome. When did you pick up that mag? Did you pick it up for the Stevie Ray cover way back when, Roger? Uh, I well, I picked it up, I believe, because I um, had an interest in trying to learn how to play guitar. Uh, and uh, this magazine is from 1990, and uh, I'm still trying to learn how to play guitar. But thank you for picking up and to document the early stages of accused stardom there. Yeah. I know the guy from Lamb of God loves the accused, so who knows? Maybe he learned about the accused through Guitar Mag. Yeah, and I. I saw. Oh, I almost saw the accused in 1988 at the Viking Hall show in Surrey, BC. One of the sort of more infamous um, shows that never really happened, where the police came with uh, water cannons to uh, get people to leave. And what else did we hear <laughs> in that set there, Roger? And after that, we heard "Skate to Hell" by Auto. And uh, Auto were a Japanese hardcore band from sort of the golden era of what I would call skate rock. And that was from 1985. And um, the, b- the more um, popular, I suppose you would, you would say, uh, song Skate to Hell, that was from the Boston band Gangrene, which actually came out a year later. And uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't seem to know that Japan had a, an amazing hardcore scene going on. And I would say probably the most uh, notorious of all those bands. Uh, Nardwar, do you remember the name of that band? Auto. No, the, the most notorious Japanese hardcore band. No, I don't. Jism. Right. <laughs> and after that, we heard uh, I Hate My School by um, the Necros. And the Necros released 100 special copies of their first 7-inch record at their show at the Endless Summer Skate Park. And uh, that record was actually um, duly put out by Touch and Go and Discord, which was pretty unusual. And uh, the Endless Summer Skate Park uh, was sort of a lot of bands played there. I noticed that that record is now going for $4,000 on eBay. The Necros, yeah. I Hate My School. Yeah. $4,000. Each record was uh, was like inked, like one of 100, two of 100. 100. And uh, yeah, I mean... It, Scarcity uh, drives price, I suppose. I also interviewed Big Chief, because that was Barry from the Necros band after the Necros. He also did Motor Booty Fanzine, which was really amazing. But yeah, I interviewed Big Chief, but I never mentioned the Necros. never <sighs> mentioned the Necros. I never asked him if I could get a copy of one of the 100 hand-numbered ones. I think I saw Big Chief. I think I saw them open for the Jesus Lizard a long time ago, but I could be wrong. And after that, we heard uh, Feel a Whole Lot Better by Dinosaur Jr. And this song, I don't believe it was actually ever on a record, but it was in the hugely influential Alien Workshop video, Mind Screen. And uh, I actually bought an Alien Workshop shirt in 1993 at a Dinosaur Jr. show uh, here in Vancouver. What else do we have coming up right now on Skate Rock 3, Roger? 
Up next, we've got uh, the Circle Jerks with Back Against the Wall. And one interesting thing about the Circle Jerks, I actually met Keith Morris the very first time at Millie's in Los Angeles, a cafe in Los Angeles, and Keith Morris was the waiter. I couldn't believe it. Keith Morris was serving me my (laughs) burg at Millie's. It was an amazing place, and he was an amazing waiter. So here we go, the Circle Jerks with Backed Up Against the Wall on the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show, Skate Rock Volume 5.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Skate Rock 5, with special guest, Roger Allen. Roger, what are we doing today in a Nardwar, the human serviette radio show again, if it isn't totally obvious? Well, we're uh, playing, I guess maybe this is the final chapter of Skate Rock, Skate Rock 5, and with that we just heard Devo, and uh, I have here a a slash zine... um, scene report and it mentions Devo in Vancouver playing at the Caresdale Arena and what an amazing show it was and Devo were one of the first bands that skaters in the 70s embraced and uh, Devo embraced skateboarders and if you actually watch the video of Freedom of Choice uh, the original video actually has sort of this uh, strange synchronized skating it looks a little like maybe what Daft Punk were sort of referencing in some of their videos and in that video uh, Stacy Peralta is actually um, skateboarding, and Stacey Peralta is obviously from Powell Peralta. It's interesting you mentioned a scene report from Slash Magazine, and all of them are online too, all the Slash Magazine, so people can go through them and right. check out all the interesting stuff there. You mentioned Devo in Vancouver. They were backed up by... The, Devo? the Pointed Sticks. The Pointed Sticks, yeah. And years later, when Devo returned to Vancouver, who backed them up? The Pointed Sticks. The Pointed Sticks. Right. The Pointed Sticks are still rocking, too, as well. So, so that was really interesting how years later the double bill happened again. And then way back in the set, Roger, what did we hear? Going way, 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 way back there on an Nardwar Human Service Radio Show, we began with the Circle Jerks there. Yeah, we began with the Circle Jerks uh, with Back Against the Wall, and that track was taken from The Decline of Western Civilization Three, And uh, the Group Sex album cover was taken at a, a mock wedding I've read for Darby Crash. And in the photo, uh, X-Head, Potato Head, Casey Royer, the drummer for the Adolescents, Critter, um, all these types of people that were sort of uh, interviewed in the decline of the Western civilization were in that image. And that photo was taken by Ed Culver at the Marina Del Rey Skate Park. And all of that, that crowd, they were all standing inside the bowl. And Ed Culver is um, maybe most famous for that image of the guy upside down diving into the into the mosh pit. That Bev Davies has the exact same photo from a different angle, which is pretty amazing. I don't know if you've seen that. No, actually, I didn't know. The cover of the Nardwarty Human Serviette Punk Rock calendar from a few years ago was Bev Davies' shot of the guy doing the stage dive. But he took the shot at the same time that Bev Davies took the shot. So it was wild, but from a different angle. So was that in Vancouver? It was at an adolescence gig in California that that happened because Bev was down there touring with DOA. And I think DOA might have been on the gig as well. But she took that photo too. But yes, but that Ed shot is classic. The Circle Jerks. And also, Decline has been reissued as well. All the Penelope movies have been reissued. Yeah, that that was just recently. Yeah, I think it was pretty recent. They were all reissued. And uh, I saw the Circle Jerks not t- not too long ago, actually in Vancouver. And uh, was or was pretty... it off that you saw? No, I saw this. I saw off too, but I saw the Circle Jerks. Maybe it was you know it was like five or six years ago at the Commodore here in uh, Vancouver. And uh, after the Circle Jerks, we heard uh, Junior Achievement was snuffed. And um, like I said earlier, that art of uh, punk book. Um, Oh, no, I already showed you that. That mentions JFA. But I I read in the Phoenix New Times that Rob Locker of AZPX Records and Skateboards, who um, they have an affiliation with JFA, said local Phoenix band Junior Achievement had a huge skateboard following as Todd Joseph played bass in the band, and he was one of the best skateboarders in Arizona in the mid-'80s. They had the sound that made made you want to go skate. And I recently, like I just said, saw JFA in Vancouver. It was really awesome. And at that show, I saw the Tubaloids, and uh, I have a record here by them to give away. 
Yes, if anybody wants to win that record, give us a call, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Also was going to ask you, regarding the Junior Achievement Snuffed, how did you find that record? That How did I find that? Well, that record is actually pretty rare, and uh, it's not something you should come by. How did you hear about them? I, I heard about them actually by, like I said, reading that article in the uh, Phoenix New Times. Oh, because of what you were taught. Oh, okay. So indirectly. Yeah, I, there weren't. A, I mean, I think they only had that one um, album, and uh, you know, all the Phoenix bands that came out after that, um, like JFA and um, oh, there's another band. Um, they had there was a there was a compilation album called um, the Mad Garden, I believe, which was a wrestling ring that bands in the Phoenix area would play in. And uh, I heard about uh, Junior Achievement through that, and then that led me to the f- looking for more information. And I went to the Phoenix New Times, which had a recent interview because JFA are touring, and Rob Locker of AZPX Records, I believe, is promoting that tour. Amazing <laughs> info provided by Roger Allen as part of Nardwarty Human Serviette presents with special guest DJ Crooked Ranger One. Skate Rock 5. So <laughs> after Junior Achievement, we heard The Brats. We heard The Brats with uh, Fuel. And um, I heard the song in the Creature Skateboards uh, video, CSFU. And uh, it's um, not maybe common knowledge that after they recorded those songs that were on that record that we just played, uh, the song Fuel, King Diamond replaced the singer of The Brats. And later, the members of The Brats turned into Merciful Fate. And uh, here I have this poster, this live poster of Merciful Fate that I've had since, who knows when, 1988. From the depths of hell, Merciful Fate. Incredible. Do you know where you got the poster? Did you, like, get that from Odyssey Records or something like that? Where'd you get the poster? I got this poster in Seattle. My uh, friend's dad would drive us out to Seattle, and this must have been before um, uh, seatbelt laws or perhaps seatbelt laws just weren't enforced. We used to sit in the back of a pickup truck all the way to Seattle from Vancouver and uh, go to a, and go to a record store, maybe Cellophane Square. Yeah, there's that in Seattle. Yeah, and uh, that's where I got that poster. And no trouble <laughs> at the border bring back no, a merciful fate poster. No, no trouble at all. And, just... and little did you know, The Brats... The Brats came out of that. No, um, the Brats or know, preceded that. They don't. They don't have the. Uh, they don't sound at all like Merciful Fate. So, and apparently, some was of King Diamond singing that. What we just heard. No, King Diamond came out. Came to be in part of the band a little later, but uh, some of the Brats songs they um, they turned into Merciful Fate songs. And after that, we heard off with Crawl. And, you know, what, what can I say? Do you really have, do I really have to say much? I mean, members of Circle Jerks, Black Flag, Burning Bridges, Red Cross, and Rocket from the Crypt are all in off. And uh, what, what, what more pedigree do you need? They have a video, and Leo Romero is in the video. And he has a signature shoe model, the Troubadour. It made me think, what other skaters have shoes? Who was the first skater to have their first shoe? Like, who did the first shoe? And do you have any skater shoes? Uh, well, skate signature skate shoes are a huge, you know, deal in skateboarding, and there I think there's been a little bit of um, a debate on who had the first skate shoe. Uh, I believe I, I mean, I know I had um, in my mind I had the first skate shoe. I actually had the first Natus uh, skate shoe. That um, I'm not sure when exactly that came out, but also uh, Steve Caballero's um, cab shoe has also been out for a very long time. But I believe. Um, 
the Natta shoe was the first skate shoe, and I had that, like the first sort of signature skate shoe. Of course, there were like Vans and that out earlier, but an actual skateboarder associated with a shoe, I believe was was the Natus, and I still have the box. I think my mom threw away the shoes, but I still have the box, and the box is quite incredible. It has like a dragon on it, and I've spoke to Natus a few times, and I've sent him images of the uh, box, and he was impressed, and I still had it. <laughs> was Agent Orange the first band to have a mass-produced skateboard? Who was the first band to have a skateboard? Uh, the first band, I actually believe... I've I think we've talked about this, but I, I think it was Agent Orange, and I I think it wasn't it a Skull Skates deck. Was it a Skull Skates deck? I, I believe Skull Skates had an Agent Orange deck, and I believe Agent Orange may have been. I had a Gangrene deck, and I'm struggling to remember whether that was uh, the Skull Skates deck or Agent Orange. But um, I think we've talked about this, and I believe it was Agent Orange that had the first sort of sig- signature punk band, skate rock band deck. Off with Crawl, and then we heard Skate Corpse Drain Your Pools. Skate Corpse with Drain Your Pools, they're a, a newer band. They're from Buffalo, and they're sort of continuing on the tradition of uh, punk music, hardcore music, combined with skateboard uh, references. And I want to say hi to my wife, Valerie, my son's Jasper and Cedar. And then we cut into some Devo, which you mentioned. So we have some other stuff here coming up right now. What should we be hearing? We're not 100% sure sure. what we're going to hear. But (laughs) what possibly are we going to hear right now? I think it will be uh, Burnt by Del the Funky Homo Sapien. On the (laughs) Or maybe Chai 9. Chai 9 by uh, the Matson featuring Ray Barbie. It's one of those songs. I'm guessing by the length, just looking here at what it could be for time-wise, it is a minute, f- a minute song. So it's probably not Dale, the Dale, the Funky Homo no, Sapien. No, it would be, yeah, that because uh, the China by the Matin is like five minutes. So here we go on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show with Skate Rock Volume Five with guest host Roger. Alan. And if you want to win that Tubeloids 7-inch local surf band from Vancouver, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, and you can come out to CITR weekdays 12 to 5 and pick it up. All for you. do 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 Skate Rock! Five. Wonderland, extinguish all 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. Roger, please tell us, what are we doing here today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show? We're uh, playing skate rock. Five. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I can't hear myself. Oh, that's okay. 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 Um, well, we just, what we just heard, we just heard Chai Nine by the Matson featuring Ray Barbie, and uh, that track um, has hugely influential street skater Ray Barbie playing in it, who was in uh, the recent video by um, Vans. He continues to skate. He was in videos when I was a kid, and he continues to skate, and that in itself is inspirational. And the Vans Van Doren contest was just in Vancouver, and Dalton Dern cleared that massive gap at the Hastings Bowl, which was uh, previously thought to be basically impossible. And uh, from the beginning, we heard uh, Burnt, by uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. And uh, I, Natus wearing the uh, Public Enemy shirt way back in 1986 in the Grant Britain's uh, photos sort of planted the seeds for skaters to start looking outside of hardcore for music that could be uh, influential. Mike Carroll, who in himself is very influential, uh, skating to the Beastie Boys and Del in 92, the questionable video by Girl, um, really began to really cause change in the way clothing and music uh, that skaters identified with change would you know create change. But Zoo York's mixtape in '97 totally solidified this. The skateboard industry has always sort of embraced a hardcore uh, image for skateboarding, but the Zoo York video showed that the showed the world that hip hop was reflecting actual skaters and the city that represented it, and especially in New York. And I have here, I think I don't know, I think Stance. Um, it was a trans world offshoot. I think they only had one magazine. I have it here. And they have an interview with uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. And uh, he talks about you know skateboarding being something that he enjoys and was influenced by. And, it, and for whatever reason, Dell and the Hieroglyphics, they came to not only Vancouver but Victoria a lot, which is an often overlooked uh, sort of borough of uh, Vancouver. I was wondering, you mentioned Ray Barbie. Yes, I did. How much are his boards worth? Uh, Ray Barbie decks, you know, if you have a mint uh, Ray Barbie deck from, uh, I believe uh, the first video he was in was Ban This, which was a Powell video, you know, they're worth probably a few hundred dollars. was also wondering about video game history. Like, for instance, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Is that how a lot of people found out about songs? Uh, like, well, I guess what I'm wondering is initially for skate rock, like what was the music on the first skate rock video game? What was the first skate rock video game? <laughs> the first skate and what rock was the video? music on it? Was it just sort of like pong noises? Like yeah. what were, when was the first time you remember music on a skate rock video? Now I know there's skate rock DVDs. That's right. a bit different, right? Right. Uh, the video games, I remember playing uh 720, which was at the Richmond skate ranch, which, uh, Kevin Harris, uh, was nice enough to create, and the last time we were on Skate Rock 4, Kevin Harris was here in Nardware. You talked to him, and uh, 720 just had bleeps and bloops, really. And uh, after that was uh, Skate or Die, and uh, then I don't I, actually. And there was the Commodore Vic 20 game, uh, Skater, uh, actually Skate Rock. There was a Commodore Vic 20 game called Skate Rock, and uh, much after that, the Tony Hawk game came out, and yeah, they included a lot of music. A lot of it was uh, pretty terrible. It was a lot of '90s uh, bands, but uh, there were there were some uh, older stuff on that as well that probably a lot of people had never heard before. And you know that's a pretty cool thing because I think those early video games you had the option of just playing the music. You could just sort of 
the music could just come out of your TV. You could sort of almost use it as a stereo. Is that everything that we played in that set? Was there some other stuff that we played in there, Roger? Part of Skate Rock 5 here on an Ardwater Human Survey Radio Show. Did we cover everything there? That was everything we played. Um, we have a we have like maybe four more songs we could play, and that that'll that'll be about it. What do we have coming up <laughs> right now? Uh, the next song I believe will be uh, "Code of Honor" with "What Are We Gonna Do?" And "Code of Honor" used uh, skateboard imagery on almost I believe all, all their albums, and uh, they they're quite early. They their first record came out in '81. And we still have that Tubuloids 7-inch to give away. We're just trying to figure out the phones here still at CITR Radio. How to answer the phones, how to dial out. This is a bit harder to answer. So if you did phone in and heard me, but I couldn't hear you, please try to phone in again because we do have that 7-inch. We're going to try to give it away. And if not, we'll give it away another week. But it's 604-822-2487-604-UBC-CITR for the Tubuloids, who you did see opening up for... JFA. And what were the Tubuloids like? Local band from Vancouver yeah. on Beer City got a release coming up. Yeah, the, and uh, I don't know if I already mentioned this. They have a full-length album coming out in October, and the Tubaloids, they sounded really great. Yeah, they were, they were awesome. They had uh, everybody in, you know, it's not often you see an opening band um, have basically the audience, everybody there, like the place was packed, and uh, they were they were really great. And they bring a skateboard into the they brought, a sur- they brought a surfboard. I think they associate themselves more with surfing than skating, but they had a surfboard that you- they put out into the mosh pit. and, and uh, Slam pit, we should say, because mosh is too grunge, right? Okay, slam pit, yeah. And uh, they kind of, uh, a member of the band rode around, you know, the audience kind of uh, pushed them around above uh, above them. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention, because we may run out of time, and I thought this was quite interesting. After Code of Honor, we're going to hear uh, Beef Eater with Move Me Strong. And uh, I, I have this other image here of Jeff Nelson, uh, freestyle pick um, from Discord Records. And Beef Eater are sort of one of the lesser-known Ian Mackay bands. And Ian recently said um, at the, uh, the library, it was like a Library of Congress um, sort of, interviews with people around Washington and I, and I thought this was a, was really great that he said skateboarding is not a hobby and it's not a sport skateboarding is a way to redefine the world around you and I thought that was really interesting in in the sense that if you skateboard everything you see in the streets in the world is an opportunity to use you know with your skateboard if you see a a pool to most is just a place to go jump in the water but a pool to a skateboarder is, what's the transitions like? I wish I could skate that. And I have read that Ian McKay to this day, every time he goes swimming, he, he uh, swims down to the bottom to see what the transition's like. Thank you so much, Roger, for all this one, two, three, four, fa, fa, five, five skate rock info on the Nardward Human Survey Radio Show. And you can check out older Nardward Human Survey at Roger Allen shows. Go to nardwar.com. This is the 14th episode I've been on. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Five for skate rock, but 14 total. Yeah. Go to Nardwar.com, the radio show, and you just type in Roger Allen, all comes up. Or on iTunes, just go to Nardwar, and they'll all come up there as well. So right now, hopefully, we have some Code of Honor coming up on Skate Rock. Five. Brought to you by... Roger Allen. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio. Nicholas Gazin. Ciao.
our government is fucked, but what are we gonna do?
And you're still listening to Denardwar, the human serviette radio show, Skate Rock Five, with special guest DJ Roger Allen. And congratulations to the caller. Thank you, caller. You know who you are for winning the Tubuloids seven inch. And thank you, other caller. I guess you know you didn't win because we didn't answer you properly, or the original caller that we dumped. But we figured it out, and you've won a Tubuloids seven inch. And we're doing skate. And again, pick up your seven inch at CITR. That is Monday to Friday between twelve and five p.m. We're doing Skate Rock Volume Five with Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we just hear right there on Skate Rock Volume Five? We just heard Satan's Rats from 1977. They're an English band, and that was the song "Who Stole My Skateboard." Were there many English bands doing skate rock? Uh, not, re- I don't think so. Not in 1977. No, that was. I think. I think there was some argument about whether or not that was like the first record cover to actually have a skateboard on it. I know Jan and Dean. 
um, had sidewalk surfing and that song we played earlier, but I don't think they actually had a skateboard on the cover of the album. And uh, I believe that may have been the first time a skateboard was actually on the album cover. And before that, we had some Beefeater. Off the top, we heard Move Me Strong by Beefeater. And, uh, or Code of Honor. Didn't we hear Code of Honor off the top? Oh, yeah. Off the, yeah, we heard – right before that, we heard uh, Beefeater with Move Me Strong. And before that, we heard Code of Honor with What Are We Going to Do? Anything you want to say about Beefeater or Code of Honor? Uh, well, I already did uh, sort of talk about them. Anything extra? Anything extra? Um, let me think off the top of my head. I, would, I will say that it was interesting uh, watching Nardwar try to answer the phone. Baboom. And also, you're always on the lookout for new music, Roger. I appreciate that. Like, you're digging through the past, finding all this amazing rock, like skate rock, one, two, three, four, five. People might say, well, there's no such thing as skate rock. Well, we've got five <laughs> volumes of it, five and volumes, actually, it'll yeah. just keep going. There'll never be skate rock documented because it just keeps going on and on and on. Maybe that's what people are saying. There's no way to document skate rock. There is right. no skate rock because it's impossible to yeah. document because it just keeps going. Volume one, two, three, four, five. You like documenting new music, too, like the Pender Street steppers that's what's happening now right roger <laughs> the pender street Stepper. well i i did notice that they were on a pitchfork uh, they were rated very highly on pitchfork and i i believe they won some sort of award recently for being a uh a, a band that are i don't know good people like them but i like them too i thought i think they are actually really good and, Roger, in honor of you coming out to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show 14 times, <laughs> 14 amazing. Times. Yeah. It's amazing how <laughs> – I don't even know how we really even met. But 14 times in a Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, that's almost – I think Jello has been on 15. So we'll have to have you back to beat the Jello record. And right now I have a little gift for you, Roger, and it's in this towel right now. This is for you coming <laughs> out to the Nardwar show 15 times. Maybe you can open and tell the people what is in this towel right now as you open it. This is a gift for Roger. Wow. Tesco, wow. A Tesco V uh, bobblehead. Wow. That's pretty unusual. A Tesco V throbblehead. Throbblehead. And Tesco V is touring right now because he's got that new book. You were sending me links about that. Yeah. Wow, this thing's really heavy. Well, that, that's... Um, <coughs> Maybe you could describe what he's wearing. And who is Tesco V in case people don't know? Well, Tesco V to me is the... If you sing- turn over on the back, it says he is the... Dutch Hercules. And he is the Dutch Hercules, and Tesco V to me is the Meatman singer. And uh, I had the Meatman record. I sold it on eBay not too long ago. And uh, Why'd you sell it? How much did you get? I sold uh, We're the Meatman and You Suck album on uh, eBay for $40 not too long ago. And uh, No, you didn't get that at Neptune Records, did you? No, I bought I bought that at uh, Track Records just on a whim. Like when, I don't know how old I was, like 17 or something. But uh, it's not what I – well, it's not my cup of tea, I suppose. But uh, it is funny in the fact that their lyrics and their – you know, Tesco V's Touch and Go Records, he had a a zine and he had a famous falling out with Danzig and uh, he's – synonymous with punk rock. So there you go, Roger. You tried to get Tesco V out of your life (laughs) and now he's right back (laughs) in your life with a Tesco V (laughs) throbble head. Thank you so much for giving the listeners out there in Radio Land so much. One, two, three, four, five, five volumes of Skate Rock here on an Ardwarder Human Survey Radio Show. And to end an Ardwarder Human Survey Radio Show, we have a shout out to a longtime Skate Rock listener. I might have listened to volume one when we did this. What do we got coming up right now? Right now we have uh, Cerebral Ballsy with Hard to Find. And Nick- this is sort of uh, Nicholas Gazin. Um, 
who we always shout out, Nardwar always makes a point to shout out, because he initially, I think it was after Skate Rock 1, had sort of complimented us on uh, the show. And uh, Nicholas Gazin is a, an illustrator who I've liked. I, I liked uh, the way he... I like his illustrations, and he also has done illustrations. He did the Cerebral Ballsy illustration. He has also done stuff for uh, Waves, and uh, now he um, he works for Vice. And I love the connection, which I always mention, Dre from Black Sheep. Now, he actually is the father of honor, the singer of Cerebral Ballsy. I love that. The Dre from the rap band Black Sheep. Black his Sheep. son. His son is the singer of Cerebral Ballsy. So we're going to bring you some Cerebral Ballsy right here on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all about Skate Rock 1, 2, 3, or 5, Roger? Well, I think that um, anyone listening should uh, email uh, an Ardwar and ask and ask or give an opinion on does skate rock exist yes you can contact me at nardwar n-a-r-d-w-u-a-r or email nardwar at nardwar.com or go to facebook and there's a nardwar page there you can post on or actually go to nardwar.com you can email me as well and send your tips for skate rock volume 56 six hopefully come on well thanks again roger why should people care about skate rock why should people care people should care about skate rock because skate skateboarding is getting like too commercialized and skateboarding should go back to the streets and in the streets is where music is born and music is born from people in the streets skateboarding and if they're skateboarding and they're making music then isn't it skate rock thanks so much roger keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 boop